Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the GNT Podcast. Show you with Paolo. And Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. We're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, is a performer. Mm, and the, the Tom's a psychiatrist. Oh. And we're here to give you our professional... Professional? Professional review. Oh, <laughs> RuPaul's Strike Race UK Season 5. So let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling. GNT. Podcast. Everyone, welcome back to the RuPaul's Drag Race Podcast. Encyclopedic knowledge. Handsome. Oh, so, sorry, where did that come from? Good looking, sexy. What? Who asked me like this? No, never. We watch the show live. We watch it once through. We give our opinions, our opinions on what we see. <laughs> What's that um, housewives mean? I said it's my opinion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's our opinion, okay? Yeah. And um, no, nobody and asked, but we're giving it anyway. Yeah, and it's right. <laughs> it's I, the I mean, right opinion. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you're, I'm not going to disagree with you. You're though. welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Super fans of the show. We respect every single queen that comes oh, on here. Tom, Tom will analyze the queens through his experience as a psychiatrist and mm. I through the experience of a performer, dancer, professional superstar. That's the flavor you bring. That's the your flavor. Your background, your experience. The ability to really break down against the nitty gritty yeah. of what these queens are doing day but, to day. But, you know, in all honesty, we watch and appreciate the super fans. And you know that. Huge fans of the here. show and that's what got us into to it we just yeah. needed an outlet for our obsession there it is. <laughs> obsession obsession <laughs> i feel like the jubilee the jubilee episode that we just saw on mm. youtube but I, I need a cut in now i need a cut in now excuse me <laughs> I, need, I need to respond very controversial episode Absolutely. so yes the podcast is one day late um it is and it's, i was um and it's not bolo's fault it's not so, bolo was ready and waiting he was he was i was gonna do it solo he was gonna go solo and we were gonna see how that affected the ratings oh oh and tom tom don't 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 act all innocent now tom said oh yeah you would go so low you'd go so low in the ratings low right down there i was like wow i, I, I may i may have said something like that wow she's she's got she's she's smart she's quick She's I was um, I was gallivanting yesterday. <laughs> I went to a really fantastic um, conference related to topics of mental health. Learned a lot. Met some wonderful people. Heard from some amazing people with experiences of mental health difficulties. It was fab. Um, but got back late, so couldn't record yesterday. And now I just feel like a bit giddy. I feel a bit giddy because I'm like, I've, it's been like, you know, when you've been on the go, on the go, on the go, and then like the weekend is here, and it's a bit like, woo. Yeah, yeah. I'm thought you thought. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. I think, yeah, yeah. I think you were more excited that it's a Friday evening and you get to drink without feeling any guilt that you have to get up tomorrow and work. My one gripe about Drag Race UK is that it comes out on Thursday. Thursday. It's a it's a it's a Friday night show, and I don't like drinking on a weeknight. And you may have noticed, dear reader, that I've been sober the past few episodes, <laughs> but tonight I won't be. It's a Friday. <laughs> I don't oh. care. I don't care anymore. She's, she's, uh, she's let loose. <laughs> let loose. She's letting loose today, everyone. Oh. Come on, mini challengers. You're winning tonight. Lucy Leducas. She's, I mean, the, one. Oh, she's, she's the, the one. She's the one. I mean, Sasha Colby is the empress, but Lucy Leducas is the secret second winner oh gosh tom we are on episode four now everyone i want you to know that we have seen up until the mini challenge <gasps> raven walks in a wild raven appears so, it literally is <laughs> we've got it we've got a pause on raven really serving me the misfits Oh, yeah, she's giving from, Roxy, from she's the giving Roxy from the Misfits. She is, we are the Misfits, our songs are better. We but also a little bit... Um, 
We're gonna, gonna get, get it. Who is um, tell it to my heart. Tell me I'm the only yeah, one. Yeah, Beyonce, that Beyonce. What's um, Beyonce? Her, anyway. Yeah. So we're going to pause there. We've seen up to there, so we can get straight into it. But before we even get into that, Tom, right now, episode four, mm-hmm. what is the power ranking and who's winning this season? Well, this is a... From what you've seen so far. Crucial and pivotal episode, because it'll give us our um, fourth winner unless somebody gets two wins of the season uh so among those four there's 95 percent chance that, that a winner is among them so so far we have to choose from um uh vicky uh caramel and banksy and banksy yeah all representing different aspects i guess um the smart money i think is probably on caramel She's come in as a big name. She's got storylines. She's an amazing performer. And she's actually been high slash one in two episodes. Um, but who's going to emerge, do you think, as the fourth winner? That's what I find the interesting question. Who do you think? Who's like been bubbling under, but is really is going to pull into the lead? There's only one queen or maybe two that I can think of who were right there, but mm-hmm. just haven't had their dues paid. Go on. Michael. Michael, Michael I just Marilli. feel like she's a powerhouse who's yeah. just yet to have. She did fantastically last episode, and I wouldn't have been mad about it if she'd been in the top two. Although Tamara was equally deserving. She was fab. Um, but she really feels like she's bubbling under and due her win. Yeah. Um, and I think fan favourite. We know who that is. It's Kate Butch. Kate Butch. She's fan B- favourite. Buxton's own Kate Everyone Butch. give it up for fan favourite. Yes, fan favourite. <laughs> yes, fan favourite. I can see Valentina grinning. <laughs> yes, fan favourite. Um, yeah, no, totally. I, I think her... Now, we know that this episode is some sort of comedy challenge from the preview, but we really found it hard to figure out what it was, like Disasterina I, or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's me, Disasterina. Um, I mean, we'll find out very soon. Oh, Dracula's coming up soon as well. Amazing looking cast. Is it? Okay. Oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. My money's on Jarvis Hammer, by the way. Um, but um, yeah, um, Disaster Queens or something. We'll see what it is. We'll get into that. Um but I think Snatch Game, it will be when Kate emerges because she's well, yeah, you, naturally you know, funny improviser. We do expect her to do well there, but look, mm. let's keep in mind queens like Lawrence Cheney. You're right. You're right. Who yeah. who are exactly very much the same archetype in terms of, you know, they're comedy queen. They're funny. They're witty. Mm. They're very good, you know, naturally. Mm-hmm. But then when it comes to scripted or something of the sort like Snatch Game, mm-hmm. they don't. They don't rise to the occasion. So and sometimes I queens can surprise us, you know, like nobody expected Bimini to win that snatch game, but she did. No. And she was amazing. So I deserving. mean, to go to America, Aquaria winning uh, yeah. snatch game. Did you? No, 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 no. I, I never, ever saw that, that coming. I really didn't. But yeah. But then like when I think of kind of like season one, like Viv and Bagger being amazing, like Michael is more that mold. And so is Vicky, actually. It is so funny that you say that when mm. I think of a, a group of girls in the in the same league, mm-hmm. I put Vivian, Bega, mm-hmm. Davina, mm-hmm. Michael and Vicky in that camp for some reason. They've just got this vibe there. Yeah. They've been there. They've done it. They've lived it. They breathe it. Yeah. And it's authentic. They were like, doing it before it was exactly. cool. Exactly. So yeah. they've, they've got that. They need to start something. Yeah. The, yeah. I, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. I'm, I'm creating it now. Putting it into the universe. Slight aside, um, 
I think Bagger's performance as Kathy Bates in UK versus the world is hideously underrated. When people like rate their favorite ever um, Snatch Game performances, she should be in there. It was so, so good. Yeah. It was better than her Margaret Thatcher, I thought. Oh, okay. I do think that. I mean, you're right, actually. I mm, Let me think. I thought it was really good. And I do like that character more. And I do. I just I respect her. Yeah, I just remember laughing my bum off. It was amazing. She, may, I mean, Beggar's just amazing. She really is. Really I is. do think that maybe she should have won UK versus the world. I but think... that's just my opinion. <laughs> no disrespect to Blue, but I just wonder if I don't know. It felt like it f- fitted Bagger more at the time, but I think Bagger. I don't know. She didn't feel 100% committed to UK versus the world. I don't know. Who's that guest judge that interviews the queens on their Untucked type reunion that is not... Oh, what's your well, name? Well, Danny Beard's doing something like that now. With, and they asked they ask Blue Hydrangea. They said, Blue, what do you say about people mm. who say that you won it by default? <laughs> TX Madison. TX Madison. Oh, did she ask TX Madison asked her oh. in the reunion. She says, Blue, what do you say to people who say that um, you won the crown by default? And I was like, girl. You, girl, that is a question. That is a question. I mean, I wouldn't, I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say that about Blue. I mean, UK versus the world was a funny old time when you eliminate the three actual best scoring front runners before the finale it becomes it becomes interesting mm. very much looking forward to UK vs the world 2 the rumored cast is amazing last week we saw caramel go against tamara thomas yeah. flatmate sisters here going up against each other for the win we saw caramel win the lip think so yes she's now up there with um the other two with a repeater badge now the girls have come back into the room they're doing their congratulations what i love about caramel as they're congratulating her for winning mm-hmm. is that you know she humbly yeah no not <laughs> she goes oh how was the lip sync like from the back like how was it from the what was it like for the back because you know from the front but, but, but i was killing it but what did you guys think of the back was it great like, any more accolades for yeah, me or yeah. well I give her know. give Discuss her a rock because yourself. she is fishing she is fishing tonight <laughs> and then there's a lovely question i don't know if it's producer driven but they say they start talking about who's coasting, and then their eyes go to fan favorite Kate Butch. Tom, who do you think is coasting? I don't think. Well, do you know what? We see something different with Kate because she has been safe every week, but we get to see her confessionals and her workroom antics. She's like, not. It's far better for me to compare queens in a lazy way, although I guess I probably do all the time. But um, like, she's giving very Jinx Monsoon vibes, you know, like fantastic, talented queen who is just being underestimated and might not have like the same level of polish in some ways as some of the other girls in the room although i think she looks fab um but you know very jinx monsoon very jinx monsoon in in terms of their makeup as well just you know fantastic comedian yet to have an opportunity to fantastic maybe it'll happen this episode maybe it's it's classic uk drag Mm -hmm. where the focus is on 
performance, entertainment, comedy, hosting. Yeah, not so much in looking glamour. I think I think her, her her makeup is lovely. I just think on the runway, you know, even though she's been fab and she's brought these amazing storylines on the runway, it's just you know a little less elevated than than maybe some of the other girls like you know Cara and Michael, who's mm. probably thrown a lot more money at this. And I'm not going to criticize a queen for being on a budget. I love what what Kate's done so far. Um, anywho, who do I think is coasting? That's a really good question. Um, oh, I guess kind of like the queen who's like making the least input uh, impact. Much as I love her and think she's warm and lovely, is probably Naomi. So far, yeah. So far, but bless her. You know, she injured her knee last week. What was she supposed to do? She's still shone actually in the performance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, I think just overall, she's making a little bit less impact than some of the others. I have to agree with you. I'd say that the two coasters are Kate. Are you putting your drinks on them? Are they yeah. coasters? Yeah. We're, hold my drink, Kate. You too, Miss Naomi, because you are coasting. <laughs> this week, it looks like it's a comedy. So let's see if this pulls you out of it. Now, we don't usually talk about the um, mini challenges because, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, Lucy LaDuca, but they don't count. Okay? <laughs> they, they don't do count, count, man. They do count. <laughs> they do count. They do count. But it was really funny because there's two things that was said in this room, Tom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tom being the prude he is was like, um, this is making me sick. <laughs> Talking about this I, SP and Kate. So, so get everyone, I want you to know that Tom was like, this is this is not it. I'm, I, he, he's making you feel there's sick. There's just something about lots of jokes about drinking spunk that make me feel a bit queasy. I'm yeah. sorry. Do you know what? You if know that what, makes me a prude, so be it. So they had to like... I think it makes me a lady. They had to butch themselves up, let's be real, and then had to promote <laughs> SP and Kate. You know what, yeah. what it reminded me of? Mm-hmm. Was it last season where, or the season before with Sharitha May? What was her? It was last season, wasn't it? No, that was season three. Season three. Yeah. They did something very, very similar. And yeah. Kitty Scott Claus comes out in this high vest. Oh, and yeah, then yeah, yeah. they're like, woo, woo, yeah, woo, yeah, woo. Yeah. And, then and then she's like, hi, guys. And she starts speaking <laughs> in a very, um, very thin voice. They did it and in they, season 11 as well, I remember. But that was to capitalize on um, Cameron Michaels. But then they also ask Kitty, so, and then they ask, ask Kitty, what's your ideal day? And she's mm. like, April 25th, because. It's, you, you, all you need is a light sweater. Like yeah. she, she quoted Miss Congeniality. Yeah, exactly. So it kind of gave me that vibe, especially when we had to watch Tamara Thomas, and she kind of was like, "Yeah, like Tamara really was giving me look-wise Motley Crue house down." Uh, my main thought from this actually was, um, I, th- I think when they do a challenge like this, and there's there's a trans woman on the cast like Kara, I think it's really really brave of them to embrace it because it's potentially really like dysphoria inducing. It's really, it's very brave. Really brave. It's very brave. It's really brave. But I genuinely thought, and she just you know approached it with carefree abandon, which I really respected. Um, considering it could have been a really tough process for her. The Maxi Challenge this week is they need to share their experience in an inspirational seminar, and they're calling it RuPaul's Disaster Class. Basically, take on, like, a master class. So I'm thinking if it's a seminar, it's probably going to be a bit like Pink Table Talks or... All Stars. Um, from All Stars 6. Or, or Season 14 with season 14. Will and Helen. Yes. Yeah. And Deja Sky was amazing in that. I forget what they called it in that episode. Bosco won, but we love Deja. Deja was amazing. She's such a good moderator. Yeah. And then Mm. Willow was so funny in there. Oh, Willow's just like, Willow could have had like 20 wins that season. She was great. Mm. She was great. Yeah, I think 
that's definitely the vibe that I'm getting. So it's mm. basically a, a talk show, and they're yeah. getting the topic. Now Tamara got to choose. She did. Now they're in groups of three. Tamara got to choose her two. She chose Michael and Ginger. Tom, what do you think about this choice? And who would you have chosen? My favourite part was the shady editing of cut to Kama- cut to um, Kara, cut to Kara's face, giving her evils and side eye. Um, no, the funny thing is, as soon as <laughs> Tamara is here to win, and you should have that on your mind. And Tamara, I'm yeah. with you, sister. She chose Michael Maruli absolutely. What Ginger? She produces her own shows. Very smart choice. It's a no-brainer. It's a, a, it's clearly a challenge that's about kind of have, being on, being a presenter, being smart, quick, funny. Yes, two very good choices. Absolutely, and yeah. I love. You know what I love the bit the most about mm-hmm. it is that I don't know if it was Michael. Or it was Ginger, but one of them said, as soon as she chose them mm-hmm. to, one of them goes, the Northeast girls, and how quickly Tamara jumped on that. She's like, yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it. That's, that's why, why I chose you. That's you. exactly yeah, why yeah, Northeast no, vibes. Exactly. That's why I chose you guys. Northeast girls, you know, we're going to stick together. How quickly she clung on to that and just held on to that. And I thought that was hilarious. But who I, would you have chosen? Probably similar. I, I, I actually, I would have gravitated to Kate as well. Yes. So, you know, if I had all the choices, it would have been among kind of like Kate, Michael, Ginger, any combination of the above, basically. Yeah. I guess for anybody listening overseas, the northeast is the area around Newcastle in the northeast of England. Tom, that's not going to help people understand what the northeast is. The, the vibe there is like, it's quite, I, I often think that people in the northeast have a kinship with Scousers. I think there's a similar kind of like down to earth, friendly um naturally funny mm. like a party yeah. like a drink um you know like to have fun naturally funny people but very warm and friendly with a bit of a reputation undeservedly i will say in both camps for being like oh you know a little bit a little bit rough around the edges but very warm and lovable people. i do want to send love to our midlands and southern listeners here in the uk <laughs> and i want you to know that i used to live in london mm-hmm. and i'm here for you and I too am offended on your behalf. <laughs> There's no need to take offence. There's no need to take offence when somebody gives praise to Bullshit, else. Vivian. Bullshit. <laughs> there are, you know, lovable people all over the UK and so many fascinating uh, aspects of diversity. Great. Hi, Lily. Great. Please come in. Hi, girl. How, did you see how She's quickly wet. she backtracked right there? Mm-hmm. So Tamara, Ginger, Michael form one group and then she got to choose the others. The other group is... Well, first of all, Tamara, Ginger, and Michael were assigned the topic of party. Party. Tamara Delano, party. Mm. Drag lessons on making friends and influencing people. She teamed up Kate, Naomi, and Dee Dee, and their topic was work. Drag lessons in mastering your career and life. Okay. Which okay. left Banksy, Caramel, and Vicky to form the final group and their topic is love it's, it's crazy, crazy right, right? Never, never ever had, had a man, man love me right, right. <laughs> i can't i can't believe no one in the group when they said your topic is love the first thing that comes to my mind is my that mind song it's fair amount it's crazy right legend icon and star <laughs> Pharamone. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So they get the topic of love, drag lessons on romance and relationships. No romance without finance. 
She put all the bad winners together. Inadvertently. This is interesting. This is interesting. I, w- I wouldn't have naturally put those three girls together, but it'll be interesting to see what all three bring to the table and how they mix together. I do think Tamara is very, very smart in her choices and she, she picked them who I would perceive to be one of the most cohesive. Yeah. Well, let's quickly talk about what we think about each group very, very quickly okay. before we go into the next yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah. We haven't seen it yet, everyone. Just so you know. Yeah. Tamara, Ginger, Michael, they got their topic of party. What do you think about these three queens working together and their topic? I see Michael taking the lead right away. Michael um, actually gets the masterclass concept now to explain it to Ginger and Tamara. And has just a great idea. She's like, well, what unites us? We're from the Northeast. Let's just, and we love a party. And we can just like impart our expertise in a really funny way. Like Michael is on it. And Michael's leading this group. Yeah. Michael seems to take charge. Ginger Mm -hmm. is just, I mean, I have so much confidence in her because of her background. Yes, yes. And so for me, being Tamara, I would just sit back and let them take... I would, I would just sit back and be like, what do you want me to do? What do you need me to do? And I'll do that. Be 100%. Coco Montrese not untucked. And she's like, you should have let her do hair, her do makeup, her do choreo. Exactly. <laughs> and and then when they ask you, you say, I'm the leader of this yep, group. And yep, then yep. you take all the... Exactly what I would have done. Smart girl tomorrow. Smart girl tomorrow. I think they're going to do great. Kate, Naomi, indeed. Now, for me, the, the topic is work. But for me, they're very lucky because... Kate Butch is a comedian, so she knows yeah. how to tell a story. She knows the structure mm-hmm. of telling a story, of getting the laughs, of comedic timing. So they're very, very lucky to have an actual comedian there to, mm-hmm. to really guide the group, to really guide them into this master class because you want to... You want to go on the topic. You yeah. want to explain the topic, but you also need to find moments of making it lighthearted and funny. She can inject that into their thoughts and ideas. Because yeah. going into this, like, what what do I think of, of Naomi and Didi and how they'll do in this challenge? Like, I just feel like Kate will be a natural. She doesn't have anything to worry about. Um, I feel like Didi has funny. And she's very, like, Didi, my main thought that comes to mind with Didi is she's earnest Didi is here to prove herself and she's here to work hard. And so I think she's just going to like, we're going to see her like do her level best here. Mm. Naomi, I think has this natural warmth and this natural likability that um, I'm sure she can channel into this. Absolutely. And Kate's the girl to like whip him into shape. I think I'm getting very similar vibes. Not, not exactly, mm-hmm. but very similar scenarios of Didi and Crystal and then Alaska and Sharon where Alaska really needed to prove herself I get it. Yeah, outside I get it. Yeah, of yeah. Sharon Needles mm-hmm. and I think Didi's being so earnest because she's trying to say I'm my own drag queen. I think that's a really reasonable parallel and I guess we've seen that play out a few times. Simone coming after Gigi. Not mm. necessarily, Gigi wasn't a winner, but she did fantastically. Uh, Acid Betty coming after Crystal Method. Simone and Gigi were in the same series. No, they weren't. Simone was in season um, 13. Gigi was in season <gasps> Oh 12. my gosh, you're right. But they're both House of Avalon and their sisters. <laughs> Too much to drink. Oh, by the way, there's, they're having a whole program, by the way, House of Avalon. What? What? Yeah, yeah. Gigi, Simone, um, Riley, all these people are in the House of Avalon. Gigi, good. I'm a bad bitch and I'm here to spin the business in this bad world. 
But yeah, no, I think that's a trope we've seen play out a few times, haven't we? Like, my sister did fantastically and I'm here to prove myself. But I think... Or sometimes it's the other way. Yeah. Oh, I am not like her. I'm going to go farer than her. You know, Mm -hmm. people like we see Coco Montrese and then we saw down the line... Um, Kahana Montrese come yeah, and try to avenge Vangin Alexis avenge Vangin Alexis yeah drag family is fascinating Jan and Alexis Jan is probably one of the best parallels here. she didn't talk about Alexis a lot but we know that she's her drag daughter and Jan has earnest energy as well yeah doesn't oh, she oh girl there's nobody more earnest girl nobody more lovably earnest than Jan Jan is just the hardest working earnest queen alive we've been doing a little bit of a rewatch of all star six haven't we and the way they mistreated that girl and her her work ethic and her earnestness it was cruel it was cruel it was was cruel it was cruel it was it was cruel it was cruel now there's something that i need there's something very important that came about with this group that Mm -hmm. i feel that we especially need to talk about okay kate four drinks over three hours. Where did that judgment come is from? Is not. It's not even drink. That's not even a drink. You're not okay. even drinking. Don't listen to Rue. Don't, don't listen to anyone. Four drinks over three. You're basically sober. You're basically like zero tolerance alcohol. I want to say for the record, we're in no way putting out any sort of irresponsible health message here. But four drinks in two or three hours is not a lot. We have that before breakfast (laughs) (laughs) that is but but listen to us you're you're basic you're sober you're you're on your sober journey with that four drinks every three hours white wine's not really drinking either so if you're on the wine and also gnt's hi she's obviously you know promoting us thank you very much thanks kate we really Um, appreciate it we're caught spilling the gene tea but trust us when we say (laughs) no alcohol is spilled (laughs) we every single drop is drunk (laughs) okay i want you to know that second of all is it a double because if it's a double it's still not drinking (laughs) you get in there you get in there no it's still not drinking so yeah we're, we're here to tell you that you're fine you're fine kate do not doubt yourself trust your gut trust your liver just crack on, love, okay? Mm. We believe in you. Now, I agree with everything that you've said with Dee Dee, mm-hmm. Kate, and with Naomi. Mm-hmm. Naomi is, has, is such a boisterous character, especially on the confessional. She She's is. just so easygoing, like mm. really, it's hey, really up, easy. Yeah, it's really easy to love her. She's like, she's out there. Down to earth Yorkshire charm. So I think she's, she's going to be, yeah, she got, she's charming. She's charismatic. So I think she's going to be fine. She does mention she tends to get tongue tied. So I don't know if there's that. Is that a little hint? But we'll see. I've got every confidence. Then we've got our third group, haven't we? Banksy, Caramel and Vicky. And, and they've got love. It's, it's crazy, crazy right? right? Never ever had a love. Oh, okay. I lost it. I'm sorry. Wow. I'm sorry, everybody. That's that's four drinks over two minutes. Okay. <laughs> you think you've got a problem. Mm-hmm. That's real drinking. <laughs> One of the, and I mean, we've, we've got up to the, the workroom just before they go into the challenge, haven't we? And, um, my uh, the most interesting and profound conversation I found here was Banksy talking about her relationship with her partner all, and what I loved here was Banksy's honesty um, and her description of. Um, so she, have you seen the episode? She got together with all soon after that. Six Al, months after, yeah, all um, confided that she's a trans woman. 
and we see pictures of all as well. She's clearly living her best, most beautiful life and they're together to this day. And Banksy speaks so highly of her as a wonderful person in the love of her life. But what I really admired was um, Banksy just being open and reflective about the fact that she'd really had to question aspects of her own sexuality and the boxes that she'd put herself in. Um, and very honestly says she wasn't sure that she would... Um, that you know her words were mm. to be honest i didn't know if i had it in me that's it and there was something about the honesty Mm. of of that statement in that situation Mm -hmm. that really that really spoke i think it's going to speak to everyone yeah a lot of the times people would try to you know change the narrative Mm -hmm. but here we are listening to banksy and banksy saying you know what this is what happened and I had to really reflect. Yep. Um, do I have it in me? And I think that, you know, that vulnerability, and that, that honesty is yeah. really going to get everyone listening and understanding much more. And there's nothing. And I love in, that. Th- yeah, I love it too, because there's nothing in there that speaks of any sort of disrespect or judgment of all. It's just her being honest about what that process was like for her. And clearly, two years down the line, she she speaks of all as the love of her life, and clearly they're a wonderful couple. So I just think that they're a really interesting, fascinating, and wonderful story. And I hope that they talk about it mm. and their love. It's crazy, right? You know what? I th- <laughs> if I if you had to choose love party or work, which one would you want to talk do a masterclass on? The most fun is party, isn't it? Is it? I think so. And okay, cool. Talk to me about it. Oh, well, I've not had time to prepare. It's, it's a okay. Well, no, I'm just <laughs> if I had to talk about any of these topics, mm. mine would be love mm. because it is just the it is such a. I mean, I've had in London, I've had you know physical altercations oh. in relationships, I've had someone threaten and call immigration and say they're going to call immigration on me, they're going to get my visa cancelled because I broke their heart. Oh. Um, I've had I've locked someone out of their own apartment because okay. I was like, no, 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 you're not coming back in here. I know it's your apartment, and then um, I, I've I fought with their best. I have the stories I have with love. I'm not sure if that was as lighthearted as you intended it yeah. to be. Oh, I I can laugh about it, but I think everyone has a story <laughs> about love or finding love or being catfished. Or bad there we go. Dates. Find the funny. Yeah. Girls, that's have it. heart, but find the funny exactly. and you'll do great in this. That's, that's yeah. why I would rather, my topic, if I just read the topic, it would be about love. Because we all have those silly, funny stories that we can look back. You look back now and you go, oh my God, that's really funny. But in the moment, it was not. It no, was it not. was not. Because no. now we can look back and laugh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. And you want to do parody. Why would you do parody and what would you talk about? Um, I guess my experience of partying is mostly about being a student and kind of young professional in Liverpool and enjoying the nightlife. And I guess maybe similar to the Northeast girls, I connect to, even though I'm not a scouser, you know, I, my formative years were in Liverpool and just connecting to that, um, yeah, sense of hilarity from fun and nights out in Liverpool. I would love to listen to that. Thank you. Thank you. I'd like to hear your train wreck. (laughs) 
Tom, <laughs> it's had I've, on love. I've heard stories on your journey to love. Don't act like, okay, the things no. that Tom's done no. for Pokemon. Yeah, let's not. <laughs> Thank you very much. Don't make me. I will that spell. That was a hidden ability <laughs> Aurorus, okay? Let's move on. Let's move on. We're on the Mexi stage, we and we've just seen the first group, and that is Naomi Carter, Dee Delicious, and Kate Butch with their topic of work. Work, work, work. Talk to me. Work, what did you work, think? Work. Um, I thought there were some great bits in this. I'm going to pick my fave, and that was Kate Butch, and that didn't surprise me. Um, I think Kate is just such a natural comedian. I think she got the most laughs. I think... Um, there was just some really funny moments that made me lol her thing about um, uh, both ends of the speculum, jumping in with therapy, when talking about things that queens need, everybody needs therapy, um, losing her makeup skills in a house fire. I just thought like, I thought her stage persona translated really well to Absolutely this, and agree. I enjoyed her a lot. Lovely, confident energy. Mm-hmm. And you know... You know when you see someone on stage mm-hmm. who who loves being on stage, yeah, yeah, who who just lives for being on there, and you mm-hmm. you, you just you can pick them out because you can see them just re- really really excited to be there, and very confident in that space. She gives me like a very and like queens like Lawrence Cheney and Sister Sister give me this energy. They're bagger, like all these like classically funny British queens who like I feel like I grew up watching and enjoying the same comedy that she did, like Victoria Wood, French and Saunders. Like there are all these like little mannerisms and cues that come from that sort of material. And that's just it's just yet another reason why I think Kate's my kind of girl. Yeah. Mm. Kate was funny, Kate was confident, Kate was great. She for me, she was a great glue and holding it together in the mm-hmm. sense that she kept asking the you know she kind of controlled the flow mm-hmm. and you know she was that narrator at yep. points saying oh so what is so how do would you explain that for people at home oh and this this and this oh mm-hmm. and how would you explain that like she was really good at piecing she was the kind of the glue that kind of held each segment together she did um yeah what so did I you think, think of our other girls i was Particularly and happily surprised with Dee Dee Licious. I was pleased with Dee Dee too. She yeah. was, for me, I didn't think she was going to be this good. She was good. She was confident. She was funny. I thought she was too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Especially the part where don't ask, you don't get. Because if you really <laughs> want it, you'll take it. And you take it hard. Like, <laughs> it was like a building joke. It was building good. joke. Yeah. Timing, yeah. great. The seriousness of her saying that, mm-hmm. uh, you know what I love is when people are funny without telling you they're funny or without trying to be funny, mm-hmm. that is the way to be funny. And she had it. And I just loved the delivery. I I just thought, I was like, oh my God, Didi's really, really good. I thought Didi was fab too. I thought she did a really good She's job. great. So that leaves us with Naomi. And um, I guess with Naomi in this, I could see her trying her best, but... The Naomi that I've come to love in confessionals, in the workroom, on stage, kind of wasn't there. I feel like she put on this very serious persona that unfortunately masked her natural warmth and charm. It was nerves. It was nerves. It was nerves. She's not used to doing these kind of things, and she did seem nervous, bless her. There are the things that I noticed was what you do when you're on stage is... When you're scared 
or when you're shy, and this is whether it's a talk show, whether you're dancing, you look to others on stage mm-hmm. who you're more comfortable with and you start trying to perform to them as camaraderie. Mm-hmm. That that's what you think that it's as camaraderie, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but then at the same time, you're forgetting that there's an audience in front of you. Yeah. And when you're not looking to the front, mm-hmm. the majority of your performance, you don't feel like you're being talked to. You feel kind of like you're watching a television show and you're not yeah. a part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. The thing with Naomi is that Naomi, who was obviously nervous felt more comfortable talking to the girls and instead of talking to the audience, mm-hmm. which is us. So, you, you, I mean, did you notice that she was always looking? We, we saw her profile she a lot. She was, yeah. We lost her a bit in that. We did hear the, a lot of waffling. There were we kind of like a lot of waffling going buzz on. Buzzwords, like yeah. in buzz phrases, like at the end of the day and... You know, really, really in this and really, really in that. And those are things that we all do when we're a bit nervous. We're not quite sure what to say. We're trying to pad a bit of time. And it, it's, it's just a bit of a shame because she doesn't usually seem to talk like that. Um, so this was nerve. She's not used to this kind of thing. Absolutely that. Um, I mean, let's just pick out some genius things that she did here, Mama, <laughs> that I love. She goes, I love that she goes, at the end of the day, you can't get too pissed because, you know, at the end of the day, it's like she keeps repeating <laughs> She keeps repeating those I, lines. I also, or you need to make sure that this, this, and this, because, you know, you need to make sure that, making sure that this, this, and this. Yeah. Like, she, she was a lot of repeating, which obviously is a sign that you don't know what to say. So you go back to what you've already said I, to, to make you think that you've said something new. And we've just got a new word. We have. We have. Because we really enjoyed it when she came out with it. And we might be integrating it into our intro. Because it's not professional. It's professional. Professional. <laughs> I love it. Bless her. I love it. I, I thought we're going to have to put that it's in a long intro. It's just not We're going to have to put that in a... It's um, just not professional. How would we do it to Tom's a psychiatrist? Professional. No. So, Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Mmm. Mmm. Paul was a performer. Tom. I, I can't do it if we're not doing it. I can't remember. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's add it into our intro. Three, two, one. Hey, 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 you're Spilling GNT Podcast. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. No, we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. Giving it anyway. That's right. Mm, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Mm. And we're here to give you our professional. Professional. Professional review on Ripple's <laughs> <laughs> There we go. <laughs> That's it going forward. Consider that word stolen. Consider it stolen, girl. Consider it stolen. So, Naomi, we, we love you to bits. This just wasn't your brighter showing. It wasn't, yeah. yeah. It wasn't your, your challenge. So um yeah so that was work I think they did good um I think yeah. well, so, overall Kate and Didi did good and then we saw Naomi there she just couldn't quite keep up yeah genius lives among <laughs> Michael Maruli Tamara and Ginger they did really really well they oh, did, they were really really good I like them a lot they they ate they they came they conquered I loved it. They all just worked so brilliantly and they all played their part geniusly perfection. Their chemistry was really fantastic. And like you say, I did appreciate how they played to their strengths as well. Yep. I don't even want to go through like who my favorites were because they were all so great. And I just want to go, let's go. Let's talk about what we liked about them. Yeah. Yeah. Michael, talk to me. I just thought she was a pro. 
I thought, like, what we saw, saw earlier about, I think if anybody was, like, the leader and the center point of the group, it was Michael. Absolutely. My favorite bit of Michael was um, uh, when, the, when Tamara came out in the coat and she was like, she's wearing a coat through hell and high water. No Geordie lass should ever be wearing a coat. I stopped in the accent. I stopped in the accent. Um, but that was so well performed and so good. I really liked it. So I only have just realized... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People who don't understand the UK and like the Northeast, the Northwest, the Midlands and all that, I want you to understand this. I don't either. <laughs> Tom and I went out for lunch one day and it was freezing. It was it was early September and the weather had started to change. There was snow without snow. There was no snow. Yeah, but um, you would have thought there was. It summer was, was starting to leave. So I obviously went out to lunch with my coat, my scarf, and my earmuffs and gloves. Do you remember what I was wearing? I think you were wearing a. I think you were trying to brave it out. You were trying <laughs> to be brave, and Tom was wearing a t-shirt and jeans. I think it was a long sleeve t-shirt, but yes. And we went into a um, a restaurant, mm-hmm. and this uh, the maitre d was saying to me, he was saying, if you were. I think he was a Geordie. He, he, he said he was a Geordie. He, was a Geordie, he said he yes. was a Geordie. He didn't have a strong accent, which he admitted to. And, he's from the yeah. Northeast. And he, and he said, what, what are you wearing? What, why are you covering up so much? We would never, you would never ever see anyone where he was from mm-hmm. covering up in this weather. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand at all what he was talking about. <laughs> um, and obviously <laughs> you did because you're laughing. And I was like, I don't get the joke. I'm like, it's cold. I'm putting on some coats here. I Some only now realized as I was watching this masterclass mm-hmm. about how offended they were that a girl was wearing a coat. And I was like, what? Oh, my God. Is this is this a thing? Is this a thing for the Geordies? It's, it's, is that why that guy came for me? That maitre d' came yeah, for me at their restaurant? You and he, he read you for Phil. Um, he did. He did. He was really is, sure. It's particularly cold. You know, you're getting to the Scottish border. It's on the coast. Um, so it's really cold. It's I, on Cape Butch, did you say? No, no, <laughs> no. It's on the coast. Sorry, the, the coast. coast. Yeah, um, and like similarly in Liverpool, I've been out in Liverpool in January, and I just remember distinctly once being at a cash point back when we used cash, um, and this gorgeous Scouse lady behind me in freezing January weather, um, wearing literally a pencil skirt and a bra top, no coat, but she was braving it out. And that that this is like the, the the tough party girl spirit that is shared between Newcastle and Liverpool. I will say Newcastle is colder. I've I mean if we've all been there. I've I've always been driving around in town at night time, and I don't know how these ladies are wearing next to nothing. That's and tough. I'm and I'm there with three jumpers on, a coat, scarf. <laughs> I think I've got those heated little microwavable little squishies that <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, they yeah, keep yeah, you warm. Yeah. I don't know how they do it. I think they're amazing. Anyway. You've heard the term you gotta suffer for fashion and that's what it is. Oh it's not fashion they're suffering for. They want to look hot. And you should want to. That's it, though. It's for for beauty. Michael is confident. Michael is so professional. She is is amazing. Naomi, girl, we love you. You've given us a word. She is professional. The the second she started speaking, I felt like I was in a masterclass. Safe hands. Yes. She knew what she was doing. She's taking care of us. She knows exactly what she's doing. This ain't her first time. Opened with a catchphrase and a bit of audience participation. Closed with it as well. I love the whole, uh, uh, I love that. You loved it. I want to say this about Tamara. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
she impressed me. Where did this come from? I know that you can sell. She is the best salesperson. She can, she can, she she can walk out there in a diaper, and the judges would be like, "Oh, Tamara, your look is beautiful." But she literally did that. She models the hell out of shit. She knows how to serve face. She is fierce. She is cunty. She's all of that. I did not think she was going to be funny. I she, she did was so well. amazing. She mm-hmm. was so good. What I'm did, shooketh. What did you like about her? The physical comedy, mm-hmm. that how natural she was, so good, and and all of this. Mm-hmm. The the whole when she was like, oh, I, I went over 20, 20 pounds, came out with two hundred, so and good. the collab, like everything. I was just like talking to one of my your girlfriends. Yeah, the confidence and the ease, the way that she did the physical acts mm-hmm. of them, the coach, the mm-hmm. tooth. Like she, she knew how to play it up. She knew how to perform, and I think she played to her strengths in yeah. that part as well. Amazing, great, loved it. The coats are for what shoplifting. So good. The, there was so much genius in here. It even made Banksy break the fourth wall. I, think I loved twice. Banksy's little to camera bits, but she did that. Yeah, it was, it was so so funny. She I showed mean, how funny it was. I mean, that was great. And all I want to say about Ginger is welcome to the bloody competition. She's a pro, Ginger. Welcome. Like, I, 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 again, like I think she's got this like amazing comedic sensibility. Like I can tell that she's just an aficionado of British comedy, and she just knows how to take all those influences and use it and melt it down and just serve her own essence mm. um i thought she was like a fantastic compliment to michael she had some really great funny lines the one about opening the corned beef with your teeth and um all of this she was just really really good so she was a great add-on to a lot of the mm. jokes they they were what i liked about her and michael is that they complimented each other without like trying to one-up absolutely it was so good yes it was a not a, it was like a a you just said it, it was an add-on i do mm. want to say that i love that gingers were in pink and they're both wearing black oh but you know what that means oh ginger, ginger. she looks a bit um bet midler in big business ginger, doesn't she absolutely ginger walked mm. out going, guys guys i couldn't find anything black but you know this is kind of in that same <laughs> color palette isn't it this pink it's all a half the salmon is this is kind of it kind of blends no one will what know do you mean it makes me stand out <laughs> oh i didn't think that and there's um, some great genius things that michael did near the end and mm. it was those things that we all know that they do in these advertisements and these sales pitches as she used it. The, it's not a state of mind. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. a lifestyle. And also yeah. the whole, and you can achieve it too. No matter where you are, all you have to do, yeah. like all of this stuff, it was just like, it was a parody of the whole over sales person you know who, on the, in the ads. It reminded it so me funny. of um, season three of US when they had, what's is her name? Susan powder but you remember the fitness lady with the blonde hair mm-hmm. who was in the um the exercising episode and she was doing all that and you can too and like modeling that for them it was very that it was absolutely that this was a genius this was this is the template this is the blueprint this is what you should study if you want to audition for the show is the way that three i mean the chemistry between them three mm-hmm. and the strengths of each queen that helped deliver a great masterclass. We just saw the final group. We did, and their topic was love. Love. Um, yes. It was Caramel, Vicky, and um, 
Banksy. And we have thus described the participants and the theme. Um, so. Tell me your favorite bits <laughs> from this one. Now, let's start with some positives. Go on. They looked good. They oh, looked they good. Looked stunning. They all looked three amazing. Individually, but let me just one thing. All three looked good, but no cohesion. Mm. Well, you, well, well, isn't that, isn't like that, that telling you about out. how it went out? That, that's kind of how it played out in the sense that I would say that my main difficulty with this group was that maybe there wasn't a strong connection between their vibes and their comedy and their messages. Yeah. I don't know. Is that unfair? Tom, I mean, I, yeah. It, oh. They look beautiful. They look pretty. So let's start. Like, I'm going to start with Banksy, okay? Because I actually think Banksy had some really funny lines. Okay. Um, I have already said I'm a big fan of Banksy's humor. Um, I am not sure her humor gelled that well with Vicky and Cara's senses of humor, but I liked her as an individual performer. There were a few moments where she did stumble and fluff her lines actually quite early on, but she made me laugh several times. I really liked, (laughs) she puts the pro and prolapse. I really liked, wasn't that brave? You know, she's so dry and I love that. I love that sense of humor. And um, she did, she did weave in her message about her relationship with her girlfriend. And that felt really important Felt a little bit of a jarring shift between the humour, the serious heart of the story, back to humour. I don't know. That's how it felt for me. But, you know, she ended up by saying, if you can't find love, have a wank. And (laughs) that made me laugh as well. So, you know, Banksy made me laugh. Banksy. I think Banksy is a solo act and also Banksy Mm -hmm. with more time. Mm -hmm. I think she will bring out a killer show. I think, like... I think Banksy has the makings of a color comedian. We love her comedy. I love that. We've Jainas. seen her as a hostess. Yeah. She's very funny. Absolutely. Um, and I, you know, I look forward to her being in like a stand-up, for example. So it wasn't perhaps the right format for her humor, but she was funny. Yeah. I do want to say that she did make the first stumble. Mm-hmm. And to have that so early on, I just feel like as a group going forward mm-hmm. it doesn't help you and your confidence in the team the energy. because a it does affect the energy but b then you start to think i need to compensate i need to compensate mm-hmm. for that i need to do something more and more extra i need to do something more extravagant to to make up for that mm-hmm. and then you start going into overcompensation mode and i think that's kind of some of the things that we saw in the other queens okay go on tell me a bit more about that i think let's, let's go with uh vicky mm-hmm Vicky, there was, I, you know what? I'll be honest. I, she wasn't that memorable. What I found interesting with Vicky is that like, she had some funny lines. I felt like she was kind of like in her own lane and kind of sticking in within her own character. And she felt like a kind of like little island of some sort. Um, And my takeaway from hers and I had to Google this. I had to Google this. But apparently Love is Not a Community Project. Stop trying to make Community Project <laughs> happen. Okay? So I'd never heard that phrase before. I had to look it up to get the meaning of it. So apparently for anybody listening at home who also didn't understand, it's very kind of like, do your relationship your way, 
You don't need to listen to the opinions of other people because they're irrelevant. It's not a community project. And Tom, you just explain in five seconds something that should, maybe should that say didn't make the cut? I don't know. Yeah, it probably didn't make the cut. Instead of just saying it's a, it's, it's a relation, not a community project, she should have said, you know, my relationship is my own and it's not a community project. I don't need other people to have a say in my love and my affairs. So that's kind of what should have been said or explained. You pose an interesting quandary because the bit that applied to was, as we heard in the, the workroom, she's in an open relationship, which lots of people are and it works for lots of people. And it was interesting to hear her talk about that. We didn't hear her talk about that in this segment and that's what the community project bit applied to. I think that's why it felt a bit jarring. Do you know what I found weird is that, not weird, but maybe you can help me unpack this. Vicky's whole thing was, you can find love on a dating app. As a gay person, as LGBT, LGBT, finding love online is the... Is our normal we don't go out a lot of the times meet someone at a coffee club and find love like the like you know the straights do we don't just bump into <laughs> we don't you know, have that privilege no one no one you know, i don't go out for a drive and someone bumps into my car and then i go out and yell at them and then we fall in love <laughs> you have a meet our normal way of meeting up of hooking up of dates is online so i don't understand this whole you can't find love online because so, i think that love hmm. for us is found online because it connects us confidently and safely with people who we, who are looking for the same thing. I completely I- agree with you. I think the more interesting part of her love life was her open relationship. That's what I want to hear more about because it can be a minefield for many people. And I'd love to have heard why it works for her. How did she make it exactly. work? And it was wonderful in the workroom to hear her talking about her partner and, you know, what a rock he is to her what a wonderful relationship we have i wish that had translated to this i also would have loved to have seen that authentic part of vicky because she felt very in character and i think that's why i felt a little disconnected from absolutely her she said something in the workroom where she was like you know you can love someone but then on the weekend you can have your legs up with someone else mm. that is something that could have made the segment that's because interesting a, tell a, me about that you're talking about your open relationship and b mm. you're finding the humor in it yeah totally so why didn't you bring that to the talk i don't get it it's interesting is it, was it a domino effect from Banksy's early stumble? Was it her sticking a bit too rigidly in her character? I think also, and this is a little unfair to Vicky, I went in with really high expectations for her. And so it's not fair that those expectations were there and maybe she didn't quite match them. Um, yeah, that was really mean of you, Tom. It was, it yeah. was. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Mm. Um, so last but not least, Caramel. Tell me a bit about Cara. Caramel went for the whole... I've never found love. And you know what? It's so hard to find love in our, in this day and age. People catfish. People stand you up. Mm. People are sluts. People sleep around. People, you know what? I love the whatever your, volume with slut, by the way. Yeah, sluts. Whatever your story is, it is hard to find love, especially in our Lejibitakwa <laughs> community. Now, Kara, I, I didn't really get much. I, I didn't. I got a lot of over-reliance on the notes and a lot of mm. character play and and without hearing too much stories and mm-hmm. i think stories is how we can you know become more engaged i do feel like she started to overact and over 
overdo the character. Mm. And I don't know if that was because she was trying to overcompensate for the stuff ups or because she didn't know what to do or she was just trying to really be funny by 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 becoming this character. But for me it 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 didn't it didn't it missed the mark. I, I, I would agree with you. I think we've seen so many amazing talents from from Kara over the past few episodes, but this just wasn't her forte. Yeah, um, she was I, a performer. She was a performer, mm. and that's what she she knows. She she's confident in there. Mm. She's a dancer. She's a performer. She knows how to go on stage, and she knows how to to get the oohs, the ahs, you know. And I think this was more about the stories and, and, and the depth and the humor and the comedy. And I think she kind of reverted back to what she's good at. Being being larger than life. Yeah. Being this Yeah, being big, of, yeah. being like going for the fish and overeating the chocolate and then spitting out the chocolate cereal lines, which I think she thought was going to be funny. And it could be. But I don't think that it showed that it was received. Saran Jones laughed. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I... I'm worried about this group. If they are judged in groups, they're definitely so the bottom group. this is group. the interesting thing that's springing to mind now. Are they going to judge in groups or are they going to judge as individuals? So it's interesting because I think the top performers are also in the best group. So I definitely think the winner is in the Michael Ginger Tamara group. And my money's on Michael. Michael. Yeah, definitely. Um, is there anybody else who even... You say they're judged individually... Michael is or Tamara? It, is there anybody Michael else? Michael, Tamara, Kate. Yeah, Kate could edge up there. But I'd say Michael, Tamara, my money's on them too. Yeah. But if I had to put my life on something, it's Michael. Oh God, life. Michael, you have my life in your hands. Well, Thank treat, you. Treat, treat it kindly, Michael. Treat it kindly. Um, and I do think that the first group, um, Kate, Naomi and Didi, if they're judging groups, are our safe group. And our last group, Cara, Vicky and Banksy, are probably our least safe group and might be in... If they're doing it by groups of the bottom three, mm. what interests me about that is they'd be sending a badge winner home um, because somebody would be lip syncing. Um, from- Too many shifts, babe. Too many shifts so in the kitchen. I do wonder if there's going to be a bit of drag race shenanigans um, where they try their best to keep the girls who've won badges. And the only other queen who I think could even buy for a bottom spot Naomi. would be maybe Naomi, mm. maybe Naomi lovable as she is. And I think the show is potentially less invested in her. So we'll see what kind of production shenanigans come up. The category for the runway is slaycation. So holidays of different descriptions, beachy, skiing, whatever you like, where you're jetting off to. Tents. Snow. Sunlight. Windburn. <laughs> the elements the elements <laughs> starting up with Didi what do you think uh, Didi looks great um, I really love this look on Didi actually um, she's serving kind of real housewives of Orange County dressed in Versace by the poolside it's got that kind of you know flouncy chiffony um, uh, late 90s early 90s kind of Versace thing going on 
fun reveal, fun baby prop. I think she performed it really well. I think she looks really gorgeous. It looks nice. It looks yeah. nice, comfortable, flowy, airy. Comfortable. It's sweet. It's cute. I like how there's a description of a drag queen who is trussed up from toe to whiff. She is she's corseted. Comfortable. She's relaxed. Heels. Yeah. She is wearing all of a this shit. Yes, and she's she looks really comfortable. She looks really, really comfortable. Who do we have next? Make an effort, DD. <laughs> Kate Butch. So Kate, um, Kate looks cute. She's um, wearing, she's going for a scuba diving look. There's something of the 60s Bond girl about this. A bit Ursula Andress, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what do I think about the colour scheme? The black and red. I guess it's like... Orange. Is it orange? Is it orange? Mm. Scarlet, let's call it Scarlet. And she's got like this this net uh, sort of train behind her. I, I, I think it's cute. I think it's 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 a sleek look. I think my favourite bit was her performance. Yeah. She's not our fashion runway girl. She's not all campy. I, not yet. Campy but, queen. But then like I loved her her look. Um the uh, that don't impress me much look last week. It was cute. Tom, but the, you came showed in the me. Tom, don't 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 be fake. You showed me a Party City Amazon um, ready to go costume of Shania Twain, saying that this is where Kate got it from. I don't know what you're talking Tom, about. Tom, don't don't don't, act, don't play don't that. besmirch my name on this podcast. <laughs> I was amused by the name because it was something like unimpressed leopard lady. <laughs> Oh, oh, so you know what I'm talking about. Okay, okay. Now, this is cute, but the, the fun was in the performance, I thought, you know. Mm. And that's what fashion's about. Fun. Well, sometimes it is. Performance. Sell the well, you're right. You're actually right. Um, Naomi, I actually really like this look of Naomi's because it's so it's it's so referential to the kind of like 80s neon ski suit. And I do like the little crossover with the Whitney Houston kind of I want to dance with somebody vibe. Yeah, that's what I was getting. I was, I was also getting like Beyonce goes skiing. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Some. I love that. Gorgeous R&B diva with big hair goes skiing. I love that huif. Mm. I would reach out and pull that huif. I think her, her hair and makeup is always pretty damn gorgeous. Yeah. Right, right. Um, and yeah. Next up, we have Tamara. Now, Tamara, as we have said, she can sell anything she is literally walking down in a diaper. It's, it's not. A, I would say that the pan, the panties, perhaps with their furriness, are a little, it's little, a diaper. little nappy-ish. It's giving me Devil Wears Primark. No, it's, Ooh, it's giving bitch. me like. You so bitch. But hey, hey, she is hot. She is sexy. She is hot. She knows how to sell anything. I will still buy it. Yeah, it's a diaper. There, yeah, it's Primani. But she sold it but to I, me. But she sold it to me, and I'm buying it. I'm on Amazon right now. I'm on primark.co.uk.org finding this outfit. Okay? <laughs> there, there are lots of bits of this that I really like, but there's probably some elements that are better executed. Uh, there's the coat and the hat, fab. You know, the, the, the underwear is probably just, if it could have just been a, sh- a little bit sh- smaller, then it would have been a little bit more finessed. Um, but overall, she's giving me kind of Anna Karenina meets Lil' Kim, which I'm really enjoying. What do you think about Judy Jetson? This is cute. Goes to the beach with uh, Ginger Johnson. I like the Pierre Cardin reference. Like, I guess, you know, her thing here is thinking back to Pierre Cardin's retrofuturism. It's kind of in line with, remember, um, Trixie's air hostess 
take your kids to the moon kind mm. of look. It's very that. It's kind of like we're holidaying on the moon. Can I be Kennedy Devonport and say that I didn't get it? And <laughs> what's it about? Well, that's okay, Kennedy. That's okay that you didn't okay. get it, okay? okay. Um, you. You've got your yeah. opinion. But um, I get what the vibe is here. And it's cute. I like this kind of like, yeah, this Cardan-esque shift dress. Michael Maruli is giving me camp, camp, camp. One of the best looks on the runway this episode. Um, it's drag, it's camp, it's just uber. I mean, I love it. Because, you know, her shape is gorgeous. That's the first thing that stands out to me. Her makeup, always flawless. Um, even if you removed the backboard, the the swimming costume may be simple, but it's also drag, it's sequined, there's this fun nautical vibe. Sequin is single? It's sequence. Sequence is it's plural. plural. So there's okay. more than one, so it's sequence. Okay. Um, but there's like this nautical Gautier vibe. And, you know, the payoff was when she turned round and it was the kind of wish you were here, MM. And did you say the postcode for the address? MM for win. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so very, very good. Very drag. Excellent. One of my favorites of the week. Yes. Yeah. Vicky Vivacious. This is this is a cute look. This is kind of, it, for me, it's like Dolly meets early noughties Christina Aguilera with like the chaps and stuff. Oh. You know? But, you know, um, I guess I'm thinking a little bit, where's this location? But then she said she's kind of gone on holiday to Nashville kind of thing, hasn't she? So she had the outfit and she, she had the made, outfit and she made it work. She had the outfit and she made it work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Good That's a good outfit. Good for her. We're all on a budget. Drag race is expensive. You do what you do, mama. And it's a nice outfit. She looks really good. Um, yeah. I like I like the little performance she gave it as well. So she's in this sort of loose fitting pink denim ensemble with the chaps and stuff. Yeah, it's cute. cute. Caramel's giving me Queen of the North, Storm She's meets Ice Storm. Queen. Yeah, I think this is pretty gorgeous. Yeah, exactly as you say, Storm meets the uh, Ice Queen from Narnia, you know? That's it. The beautiful makeup. I love the gorgeous white braids. And yeah, it's a belted skater dress, but it looks expensive. You know, it's stoned. She models the heck out of it. Um, love the boots, uh, the paneling. She looks beautiful. She looks great. In the words of, oh, you'll know who it is, one of the previous judges from the seasons, Banksy looks so expensive, I want to rob her. Oh, I remember. It was... Um, Nicole Byer. It was Nicole Byer who said she that. She yeah. looks expensive. I want to rob... She looks amazing. So I, I think... Can't, I, I mean, I I feel like I need to pay just to look at her. She's expensive. <laughs> she is a luxury. She's She is one of the shops that I'm too scared to go into mm. because it is too much. Look, she she is just... She, she just throws herself in luxury in this outfit. Banksy it's is up amazing. this episode. This look is what fantastic. A run, what a runway queen she's been. Is she, she a runway girl this season? I think she probably is. Bloody hell. If I had to put my money on one. Um, so very much, I love her storyline about the, um, the, the very wealthy lady who just has to go to the Alps. She simply has to drop everything and head to the Alps and go skiing. To me, like in terms of a vibe, this is kind of early noughties as Adina Laya. Um, I don't know if that was a point of reference, but I can picture the Alaya collection that's got a lot of leopard print. I can see, who is it? Is it Naomi or Beverly Peel who's modeling this could be Yasmin Gowrie, beautiful early early nineties supermodel. Anyway, um, just modelling this um, layered leopard confection, which actually Kim Kardashian wore 
within the past few years as an archival piece. You know how she does, just wanders around town. Did she damage that archive. one too? I, th- I think this one she managed to not destroy. So good job, Kim. So my winners remain unchanged. The winner this season... Sorry, the cycle. Oh, that was oh, a sorry. Freudian slip. Oops. That was a Freudian slip. Oops. Okay, the guys, winner for this episode. Sorry, you know, pay attention because Stop when it. somebody shows you their real self. Oh, don't you dare! <laughs> don't you dare! I do not. I hate those corny quotes. We were talking about that, that was your ex last week. That was when someone shows you their true self. You believe them. <laughs> And Bala just showed us his true self. Stop. He's a Michael Marulli fan. Nobody else gets a look in. It's Michael Marulli all Michael, the way. Michael has won this episode, hands down. The really bottom has. two is going to be one of, it has to be one of the love girls. Banksy, Caramel, Vicky, but then I'm also going to put... Naomi there. So, right. So, it just depends on how they're going to judge. In teams or individuals. Yep. Um, now, if they judge in a team, I would personally say Banksy, because I thought she was the funniest of the trio. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, that's that, really. Um, it's hard because Vicky made no mistakes, but she, she didn't. She didn't. But then Connect the content, yeah, it was. Yeah. That's that's really really hard. I can't believe I came for Naomi for saying really really, and I keep saying really You're, really. I mean, you know, I was going to so, say you hypocrites. So yeah, maybe I'm nervous. Maybe, maybe I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> but those are the four for elimination for me. But Michael has won this episode. Let's see what happens. Great work. So we've got a win each for the winning group, which was Michael Maruli, Tamara Thomas, and our uh, lovely Ginger. So they've all got a win now. They're up there. Good girls. Fantastic job this week, girls. Very and, well deserved. And then everyone else is safe. Now, not no, bottom. Not bottom. <laughs> now, there is a bit of drama going on on the runway that kind of carries on into the untucked room. Can you explain in your words, through your eyes, what you saw and... I can explain it very simply. The spirit of Alexis Michelle entered Vicky Vivacious's body and took hold of her and she engaged in a piece of production. (laughs) No, I'm joking. Um... It's, oh, you're kind of right. She, it's she, one of she, those. It, it, there are parallels. It actually reminds me of the, the first time Alexis Michelle ever got involved in bus driving, um, which was on season nine. When you know there was a group, a, a group of three in the bottom. When you're in that position, you feel vulnerable. There's a lot at stake. These three girls all feel a sense of achievement and I guess entitlement in a way to be in the competition because they've all got a badge. And they're all very mm. like, no, 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 no. I'm not going home for what I perceive as somebody else's mistakes. Um, so I do think that both Vicky and Cara were coming from a place of their own honesty in that. Is it something that's pretty to play out on the stage? Because obviously it put Banksy in this position where she felt vulnerable and defensive. No, it's not pretty, but it is good TV. Um, so... Yeah, I, th- I think it's just one of those, isn't it? When you feel insecure in your own performance because you're in a position where you may have your own doubts about your performance and you're being judged, it, it's a natural tendency to project. Mm-hmm. And the criticism you're, you're genuinely feeling towards yourself may be directed outwards. I could be completely wrong there. 
both Cara and Vicky both may have been very happy with their performances and may actually thought it was just very unfair that they were being judged bottom and may genuinely have felt blaming of Banksy. Obviously, it spilled over into Untucked and tensions flared. Don't judge anybody for that situation. We always say drag race is a pressure cooker. You're away from your support system. You're sleep deprived. You're working very, very hard. There's a lot at stake. Tempers flare. And I do think that, sure, Banksy and Kyra's uh, tempers flared, but they resolved it very, very politely Mm. as sisters afterwards. I mean, Banksy did pull a scarlet and she she left the workroom. She did. She left the workroom. Pulled a scarlet Um, harlot. Fuck you. And she left the (laughs) workroom. She did. Yeah. I mean, they're human beings. Their emotions flared. Yeah. Uh, bless them. I'm, and it's I'm, amplified in this setting. I, I'm sorry that they felt so upset in that moment, but it did make good TV. You know, people complain when it's best friends race all the time. This is real life. Sisters fight. Absolutely. Talk about fight. Um, the mm. bottom two ends up being Naomi and Caramel. So it feels a little bit engineered in the sense that um, the top group one although having said that they were excellent performers but then nobody else was judged as groups Mm. it does feed into this notion to me that i adore naomi i think she's so lovely and so warm and so charismatic but the show did not feel invested in her and they put her in the bottom two yeah and against caramel which is a death sentence but this is Caramel's first time lip She's lip synced. This is her third time lip syncing. But this is the, her first time lip syncing for her life. It's true. It's true. She was in the bottom three in episode two, mm. but not in the bottom two. Yeah. Yep. So looking at the lip sync, for me, it was like Caramel saying, oh, look, my knee's not busted. I can do all of I really did feel this. Oh, she I was like, all about Naomi's knee this yeah, episode. I felt like I, I really felt like she was going like, look, my knee's good. Look, I can mm. do all of this. But then she did more. She gave more. She gave character. She gave movement. She gave fun. She gave variety. For me, the yeah. winner of this lip sync is Caramel. I do agree. I do agree. I think Naomi put in a lovely performance. She was sweet and she gave energy, but Cara was a lot more dynamic. Caramel stays. We say goodbye to Naomi. I do feel like the writing was on the wall for her and that's Mm -hmm. quite unfair. And I think there was a missed opportunity when RuPaul said on her farewell speech, Mm -hmm. the only way is up. Yeah. She could have said the only way is A up. Indeed, she could So this just clarifies that RuPaul has no idea what she's saying. Well, literally when she was giving her heartfelt and very lovely goodbye to Rue. Rue was like nodding, going, like, you're uh-huh, lovely, mm-hmm. but I have no idea what you're saying. It, yeah. And, and then it's, it's what we all do when we don't understand what someone's saying. We yeah. just do the whole nod and smile. And she got to the end of the room and she was like, uh, seeing a bit dog shit, eh, up. And Rue was like, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, that's cute. That's thank, adorable. Thank you for that heartfelt message. Thank you so much. Um, Naomi was such a warm and lovable queen. Um, and I'm sad to see her go. She was a really lovely addition to this cast. But I guess it just gets to the point now where, you know, four episodes in, wins count. We have a rusical next week, and I'm excited about this. So make sure that you join us. Make sure you're following us on our Instagrams, our Twitters, get engaged, talk to a friend about us. Get involved. Yeah. Oh, just do it. This is Bolo. Dr. Tom. We'll see you guys next week. Lots of guys. See you soon. Bye.